You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are. We love you all to bits. We want you to enjoy today's service. Uh, For those that don't know me, my name is Aloysius Zephaniah. My name is Matt. I'm part of the team of Kingdom City. And uh, it is a real honour and privilege to have you all with us right here in the auditorium here at Sunway Ballroom in beautiful, beautiful Kuala Lumpur. And wherever you are meeting on screen right now, in your living rooms, in cafes, watching on iPads, iPhones, Samsung, I don't care what phone. I'm okay with phones these days, you know. Whatever it is that you prefer to watch it on, hey, God bless you. We hope you have a spectacular time as we celebrate our God, what He's about to do over the course of the next month. So come on, why don't we pray wherever we are. Let's pray. If you're Even if you're in the living room, why don't you stand to your feet? But everybody in this auditorium right now, let's raise our hands to heaven because our God wants to do something incredible in each and every one of our lives. Whether this is your first time to Kingdom City, first time logging on, God has something in store for each and every one of you. You are important and valued by Him. So come on right now, Father God, we declare all over this place, all across online, Lord God, we just declare, let Your Kingdom come. Father God, we pray wherever people are meeting right now, wherever people are gathered together, whether it's by themselves, Lord God, they are still in the majority because You are with them. Right here in this auditorium, Lord God. Father, wherever, we just declare, Lord God, let the presence of the Holy Spirit come and saturate, come and permeate every part. Let there not be one place that isn't becoming aware of Your presence right now. Lord God, we ask You as You move by the power of Your Holy Spirit through the preaching of the Word, as You've just done through the incredible worship. Lord God, move, heal, reconcile, restore, set free, bring joy, bring peace, deliver. Lord God, whatever it is, whatever the need, there's nothing too big and there's nothing too small. You are the ultimate. In and through You, we have our being. So Lord God, we commit this time to You. God, let nothing distract us from what You're about to do over this next section. Lord God, we just declare, Lord God, let our eyes be razor sharp. Let our hearts be open to receive. Let our spirits lean forward as You speak to us through Your Word. We give You, Father God, all the glory. We give You all the praise and we give You all the honour. And if you believe that in Jesus' Name, shout out, Amen. Amen, Amen. You may be seated. Woo! Praise God. It is so exciting. Oh my gosh, we're having such a great time. Uh, To our beautiful KL family that are here in the room right now, we miss every single one of you. Thank you, thank you. You know, I love meeting people. I love it. There's a bunch of new people walking through the doors today, uh, you know, and, and just seeing people walk through that going, I'm not sure who this guy is. Uh, I wanted to introduce myself as Pastor Scott, but uh, I figured uh, for those online, you don't know who that is. He's my doppelganger. He actually uh, lives here in, in Kuala Lumpur. But uh, even if you're new online, listen, welcome to Kingdom City. Uh, we're family. Uh, our, whole, our whole motto is feels like home. That's how we want it to start for you. Feels like home, and then we want it to become your home. Amen. Anybody can build a house, but it takes a family to make a home. Amen. 
And uh, so your family, your family, we may be different coloured skins and, and, and different looking, but let me tell you, inside, we all look the same. Amen? Amen, amen. I've always told Jesus, when it's my time to go, I'm gonna march in with the Malaysians. That's the way it's gonna. Some of you online are going, but you're white. Yes, on the outside. Amen. Amen. But you know, what an honour and a privilege to, to be here uh, to kick off this incredible season we're stepping into. Uh, Pastor Jemima will be here early in the week, uh, as uh, uh, Pastor Sean said, for our carriers here in Kuala Lumpur. If you're, if you're interested in carriers, I'm sure there's some way of getting in contact. And listen, if you're online and you're living in a city where there's actually a kingdom city, find out where the campus is and go there. There's nothing like being in person. Amen. Uh, I met a lady in Singapore last weekend. I was preaching in Singapore and she said, Pastor Matt, this is the first time I have seen you outside of a screen. I said, this is the 3D. You can touch. You can smell. We're not, you know, that's as far as we go, right? But you know, so, but I understand this sort of factor, right? It's like, and she said, but it's been two plus years since she's walked into a church building. And uh, she just goes, man, I'm so glad I came back. It changed something. I'm telling you, my friend, listen, wherever you are online, if you've, there's a campus near you, go, go along. Go along, don't miss out on it. Um, but uh, yeah, as I said, I have the privilege of, of kind of uh, uh, bringing the first message as we go towards this incredible history-making weekend where we take up a miracle offering and God's gonna do some incredible things. Pastor Mark will be back real soon. Both Pastor Mark and Jemima absolutely send their love and greetings. They can't wait to get back over here in Kuala Lumpur. They can't wait to, to ju- just, just do what we do, amen? And uh, so I'm super excited. I want to encourage you, uh, for those that are here, take that book home with you and uh, let it speak into your life. Uh, but what I want to do is I just want to share a very, very uh, uh, simple message to each and every one of us as we're going into this incredible season. Uh, you know, God is God has already been doing amazing stuff. I don't know whether you can watch a video like that and hear Pastor Mark speaking about everything that God is doing and not go, are you serious? I mean, uh, Pastor Lisa and I have had the privilege of, uh, we've been over in Perth for the last 11 months. And uh, now, of course, planes are flying again, which is an exciting thing. I've forgotten what that felt like. And uh, uh, so we've been uh, uh, jumping around. We were in uh, New Zealand uh, last month for, for, for a month. Uh, the new hub has been built over there, Kiora, to everybody in New Zealand. But, uh, and we just had such a great time. We'll share more about that. But God is doing amazing things. The cities that have been birthed during a pandemic is just ridiculous, amen? I mean, think about what God has done when the world has been closing down, God's been opening things up. I mean, imagine what's about to happen as we step into this next phase. Come on, folks. I mean, this is where Scripture comes alive. What the enemy meant for evil, God's turning around and using for good. Amen. So I'm excited about what the future holds. I'm excited about what the future holds globally. More campuses beginning to open up. We've got places that, I mean, there are people that are meeting online right now that we find out about on a weekly basis and go, oh my gosh. You know, there was one time where someone was actually watching church on a ship. I mean, there's no place. Amen. Kingdom city ships. Amen. Praise God. But I want to talk, you know, what I've realised as, as uh, this period's gone by, the last uh, two and a half years and different things that have been going on, you know what? Uh, the title of my message is really simple as we lead into the miracle offering. It's called One Life. Come on, everybody say that with me. Say One Life. Online, say One Life. 
One life. We have got one life. You know, in the old days, I used to say to people from the pulpit, I'd say, you know what? This is just a dress rehearsal for real life. No, it's not. This is life. This is life. The only difference is when we go to be in eternity, we unzip this flesh and we step into heaven. We step into eternity. Amen. And, and, and God's given us one life. One life. One opportunity to walk this face of the earth and leave a fingerprint that lasts for all eternity. One life to make a difference in other people's lives. I want you to understand that church. I want you to understand that online. You are not here by accident. You didn't slip through on the production line called humanity. God made you on purpose and He made you for purpose. You might say, well, I'm more in the senior years. The fact that you woke up this morning tells me God hasn't finished with you yet. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I love it. The uncles and aunties that come up and greet me, they squeeze your cheek. They call me young man. How many people know that feels good? Because I'm almost as old as Pastor Chris Long. I said it. I'm getting there. I'm closer to 60 than I was a while ago. And, uh, and people say, how do you keep on looking so young? Makeup. You don't believe me? I had it put on earlier on so that my head doesn't shine and cause people that are watching online to go blind. Uh, So on behalf of my hair, I apologise. But we got one life, my friends. One life. Say that with me again. Say one life. One life. So I want to give you three very simple things about this when it comes to the miracle offering as we're leading up to it so that we, we don't get caught unawares. Amen. I find too many times we're playing catch up on something that God's called us to lead. Amen. We're called to be the head, not the tail. Amen. The tail catches up to us, but we're leading the way. Amen. So number one, ready? See the need. See the need. See the need. Everybody say that. Say, see the need. Can I tell you, we've got to learn to see the need. Uh, that's what I'm saying to you. When we watch a video, when we, when we see Pastor Mark as he's casting vision about what the miracle offering is all about, I want you to open up your eyes, church. I want you to open up your eyes wherever you are and see the need. There is a need going on in this world today right now. And listen, as much as we want people to find the cure to COVID, as much as we want people to find the cure to cancer, as much as we want people to find the cure to AIDS, as much as we want people to find the cure to a whole bunch of different things there, The greatest indictment is people going to a lost eternity, people going to hell, people going to a place where there is a complete separation from God. And I want you to understand, folks, every single person living on the planet today, our Jesus died for. And we may never have the opportunity to go to some of the countries that we even talked about that we're actually reaching already. But you can play a part in it, but it starts by seeing the need. Amen, we've got to see the need. Look at this, Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38 says this, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. And when He saw the crowds, He had compassion for them. Oh man, that we get compassion for the crowd again. That we get compassion for the crowd again because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Can I tell you, my friends, we've got to see the need. Jesus was talking about this 2,000 years ago. I'm telling you, it's got worse. 
there are more people that have never heard about God, that have no belief system in any form of spiritual realm. They've gone the complete opposite and we've got to see the need. Yes, we pray for laborers. And some of us saying, well, I won't ever have the opportunity to go past the mat. It's not about whether you get the opportunity to go, but you can still see the need and play a part in it. Come on, folks. I thank God for the prayer warriors that pray over. The amount of people that I met uh, as we're shaking hands on the door here today, uh, just saying hello to as many people as we possibly can. And people saying, I pray for you all the time. That's sending a laborer. Come on, folks, we only get to do what we do because we got some auntie or uncle or some prayer warrior going, oh God, bless them. Why? Because they see the need. They're going, I don't want to travel like that. I got to tell you, listen, it's been two years since I travelled. I swear, aeroplane chairs have got smaller. Something is wrong. I'm sitting like this. And I'm on the aisle and the lady walking down the aisle smacking into me every couple of seconds. So there's a no-win situation here. But you understand, but there's prayer warriors that are going, we pray for you. Young and old, we pray for you. You see the need. Father, I can't go, but others can go. So Father, bless them, anoint them, because the world needs it. Does this make sense? See, we've got to see it. We've got to get that compassion again. The Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, you know, we know the story. The Bible talks about the fact that there's a man that's beaten up, broken, left destitute on the side of the road. And it says a Levite walks past, sees him and moves to the other side of the road. Again, a priest walks by, sees him and also crosses to the other side of the road. But we know there was one that had a compassion that these guys missed, right? It says, when the good Samaritan saw him, he was moved with compassion. It was a stirring in his gut. He, could, he saw the need. Too many people don't wanna see it. Too many people don't wanna see it. No, 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 don't worry about it. It'll go away. It isn't going away. It isn't going away. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. You know, even Pastor Lisa and I were out having some Japanese last night. I'm, trust me, I'm here for a few days. We're eating as much food as we possibly can. I am praying over it. Please, Jesus, turn it to muscle. Let it grow hair. Let it whiten my teeth, but don't let it put on weight. <laughs> but we watched it and this girl was standing. We didn't even know. All of a sudden, we just heard this thud. And this girl fell down. She fainted while she was waiting in the line. And at first, people just going, oh. It's like, okay, now what? And so we're stuck behind our chair on the other side, but then finally some people jumped. Can I tell you, my friends, just realise, man, so many times we're watching stuff. We'd rather film an incident and put it on social media than help. Are we okay, folks? See, but the Good Samaritan, he doesn't. Luke 10, 36 to 37, Jesus even asked the question, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbour to the man who fell among the robbers. He said, the one who showed him mercy and Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Friends, you and I, we've got to see the need. See the need. Don't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes online. See the need. We're involved, I mean, my role is global. I'm involved in a lot of stuff globally. And so I meet with all the cities and I'm telling you, there were different things that were going on here. When we flew out of Kuala Lumpur in July last year or June 30th last year, I think we had about 26,000 cases that were happening. But I'm telling you, the stuff that was going on in India made what was happening here feel like a party. Deaths and people laying dead, no place to bury them. 
And we can just flick the channel. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. But we've got to see the need, my friends. It's time for us to open up, not just our spiritual eyes, but our natural eyes and have a look and go, this is, this is a mess. Amen? Maybe for some of you right now, your family's going through that. Maybe the situation's gone and you go, you can't even, come on, my friends. Let that stirring, let that pulling, let that drawing, you've got to see the need. Number two, you've got to sow the seed. Come on, everybody say it with me. Say, sow the seed. See, it starts with seeing the need, just like the Good Samaritan. He, he, he saw the need, but he didn't stop there. Amen? He sowed a seed. I mean, James, a free scripture, James talks about what good is it, my brothers, if someone has faith but has no works? He sees someone that needs some clothing and food, and he goes, Go, I wish you well. Be blessed and filled in Jesus' name. And then we leave. No, he said, Do something about their needs. Amen? I mean, we want prayer always. We believe in the power of prayer. Prayerful as our priority is one of the cultures and atmospheres of Kingdom City. So we want your prayer. We want that. But I'm telling you, my friends, that James is stirring us when he writes that makes it to canon, that makes it to one of the books of the Bible and says, don't just speak faith, show it. Amen. We've got, to, we've got to see the need, but we've got to sow the seed. Sow the seed. Acts 20 verse 35 says this, in all things, excuse me, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how He Himself said, it is more blessed to give than receive. See friends, we've got to see the, we've got to see the need, but we have to sow the seed. And I wanna encourage you, don't wait until later. Start sowing now. Start putting that seed aside. Start thinking, okay, towards this miracle offering, what can I begin to do? What can I begin to say? I haven't got a lot. It's not about the amount, it's about the attitude behind it. Amen. Let me tell you, what God can do with one ringgit is way more than you could probably do with a million in His hands. Amen. Come on, folks. He doesn't need a lot. See, the Bible says, don't despise small beginnings. Sometimes we think, well, I haven't got much. So what? listen, it's not about the amount. It's about the heart. The Bible says, give and it will come back to you. Now listen, we don't give to get, but the power of giving is in the it. It will come back to you. It's the attitude. Amen. Does this make sense? Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. It's talking about the attitude of the heart. And I want to stir you. I think that we are without a doubt one of the most generous churches, but I want to stir you to go to that next level. Let your heart break. Say, God, what can I begin to do? What can I begin to give? What can I begin to sow? What can I begin to sow in the seed that you've given in my hand? Galatians 6.10 says this, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't don't wait. Can I, I I want to stir you. Listen, God's going to do this with or without us. But I I thank God that there's an invitation. How many people know God doesn't need us? Do you honestly think that He's broke? I don't know what people think anymore. Pastor Sean, it's like, God's up there going, hey, Jesus, listen, times are tough. We're just running out of a bit of space here. So we're gonna have to let you go. It's, it's not happening. Are you with me, church? It doesn't need us. 
but he chooses to use us. We have the privilege of partnering with him in sowing. Amen. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. He could just sell some cows. Is this too much for some of you guys here in this room? See, start now. Don't, don't, don't. I, I've done this way too many times. Can I have a little confession of a pastor here? Times when a miracle offering, I've left it like Christmas shopping. Come on, anybody understand what I'm talking about here? Every year we make the vow, I will do my Christmas shopping before Christmas. And then Christmas Eve, we are fighting people for the last toy. We're buying people stuff they don't even want. I don't want that. It's all they had. Now we don't say it's all they had. We just go, but it came from my heart. No, it didn't. It came from last minute. Can I get a witness in the house? Sow the seed, sow the seed. Ecclesiastes Limbus 4 is a great scripture when people turn and say, I'm just waiting for everything to work out and, and the plans to fall into place and this sort of stuff. This is what Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 says. He who observes the wind will not sow. He who regards the clouds will not reap. And what the Ecclesiastes writer is saying is there is no perfect time. It's just now. If we sit there going, just waiting for the sun to be in the right place. Just waiting for that final check to come in. Just waiting for this to change. We can just be waiting. Amen. Amen. See, we try to say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. How many people know there's no, there's no uh, name of tomorrow in the week? Amen. Tomorrow. Oh, what day is that? Tomorrow. Sow the seed. See the need. Sow the seed. Sow the seed. Are we okay, folks? Here we go. Last one. Ready? Weed and feed. See the need. Sow the seed. Weed and feed. This message was brought to you by Gardens of... (laughs) Weed and feed. Matthew 13, verse 24 to 25 says this. He put another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed, sowed weeds among the weed and went away. Can I tell you, listen to me. What do I mean by weed? Weed is this, is you need to protect what you're seeding. Because the enemy's gonna come and try and rob it. He's gonna come and try and steal it. He's gonna come and, listen to me, listen to me. Everybody listening online, the devil hates your generosity. He hates your generosity. That's why the Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver, not a cheerful payer. Anybody can pay. Anybody can pay. Well, I paid, I paid. Well, then that means nothing. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Generosity is not about paying. Paying is because you have to. Amen. You know, like when you get a fine here in Malaysia. Actually, there's a bad illustration. We don't pay them. Okay, sorry. That's a weak illustration. Where you go, oh, really? Is that a fine? And then they offer you discount and you throw that one away as well, right? Okay, here we go. But if you pay for something, that's not generosity. Generosity is when you give. And the devil hates generous people. Hates generous people. 
He hates that. He's threatened by it, right? Galatians 6 verse 9 says, and let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we'll reap if we don't give up, right? Let us not grow weary in doing good, but you've got to weed this thing. You've got to protect it. You've got to pray. You've got to, because there's going to be distractions that come. Come on, folks. I, I don't know about you, but listen, I'm not prophesying over anybody. I just know when it comes time to this sort of season, when we start making decisions, we're putting away this, we're putting away that. All of a sudden, a bill turns up that you never expected. All of a sudden, someone comes up and goes, hey, 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 you remember? <laughs> and they start talking about some stuff or something else happens. The car decides to just go to be with Jesus. <laughs> Come on, the battery just goes, not today. <laughs> not today. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. I went to pick up my motorbike here in Kuala Lumpur. And, uh, and when I got there, uh, my awesome brother Alvin, who's been looking after it and that sort of stuff. It was actually running when I drove up. And then when he turned it off, we went to start it up again, it wouldn't start. It was like the battery just went gone. And so now we're pushing it up and down the driveway. <laughs> it was the best leg workout I've had in a long time, right? It was like, yep, kick, brrr, finally kicked over, right? It was good. How many people know when you start becoming generous or when you make a decision that you're gonna begin to sow seeds, the enemy's gonna come in and go, I'll thwart this to the left and the right. I'm gonna take you away from this. I'm gonna cause some weeds around that are gonna choke it. So you need to learn to weed it. You need to learn to weed it. And secondly, listen to me, folks. This one here, feed it. Everybody say, feed it. Feed it. What do I mean by feed? I mean, pray it over. Pray over your seed. Ask God to multiply what He's put in your hands. Ask God to multiply what He's putting in your hands. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10, 11 says this, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. See, we've got to pray over it. Father, I pray that this seed will go further than it could ever go in my own hands. I pray that every cent I give, wherever it is in the world, every cent that I begin to give and commit to the miracle offering, Father, just multiply it exponentially. Let it go with power and authority. Let it move places. Let it change people's lives. Let it spread the Gospel into areas that we'll never ever be able to go ourselves. God, I pray, let it multiply. We've got to feed it. Don't just put it away and go, oh, I'll just wait for the miracle offering. And then, and then, you know, I'm saying every day, Father God, I commit it to You. That's why we print this booklet. We don't print this booklet because we hate trees. <laughs> Are you with me, folks? We print this booklet so you can take it and look. You can look at all the beautiful people in here. We've got Sam and Sue Lin in there. The model couple. I mean, come on, man. But in there, there's a picture of, of other people and you've been because of Father, move upon those places. Your seed goes far. You know, even for Pastor Lisa and I, we went over to, we were living obviously, and for those online that don't know, we've been living over here for eight and a half years, almost nine years. And then the pandemic hit, of course, and we were in it for a year and a half. Kind of, I was like a bear caged man walking up and down my condo. Right? You know, just, 
And then, you know, our girls, obviously, uh, for those in here know, we've got two daughters. They weren't able to get any work. They weren't able to get any jobs. They had some work going on, but they couldn't get any full-time stuff, and it was, like, tough for them. So we wanted to get them back to Australia so they could get some work and get them settled. And then we were going we to be bouncing back here, right? But, you know, how many people know God did some stuff? So we went over to Perth, and uh, the girls got settled there. They got jobs and, and God began to do some things. And it's not a bad thing. We're always going to be coming back to Malaysia. Don't panic about that, right? Well, I'm a global pastor. This is what we do. But then God began to see things. And all of a sudden, you know, Pastor Mark would say, hey, hit the campuses, hit all the different campuses, five campuses in Perth. Still did all the online stuff, still stayed connected with absolutely everybody. That's the beauty of the internet. But then, you know, even with New Zealand, you think about what God did in New Zealand, in Auckland, in a beautiful area called Northcote next to Takapuna. Beautiful views on every part. They went through a change of leadership, a new building, a new church, all during a pandemic. Pastor Mark said to Pastor Lisa and I, hey, why don't you go over there for five weeks? Just spend some time building and speaking into the team. And so we went over there last month and we had such an amazing time and, and straight away the church started growing. It was, it was actually ridiculous. I think, and not just for numbers sake, but the fact of the matter is there was around 500 people the first weekend we went there. The fifth weekend there were a thousand turned up. God, God just began to do something ridiculous. But can I tell you, I don't say that because it's like, wow, look at what we do. No, it's seeded. Everything about Kingdom City for me started here. You guys, everybody that's online, you're seeding into something that's way bigger than yourselves. That's why you never know the impact you're going to have. But you've got to see the need. You've got to sow the seed. And you've got to weed and feed. You don't know what God's about to do with what happens in the next woo, few weeks. You know what I love about a seed is inside an apple seed, there's an orchard. There's an orchard in that seed, not just another apple. There's an orchard, give it time. In one seed, it's just got to be planted in the right soil. It's got to be put in the right place. Leave the seed by itself. It's a lovely seed you've got there. Inside, there's an orchard waiting to burst open. With you and I, in this room, online, wherever you're watching this, what you've got in your hand or what God's giving you right now is a seed. And it's a good seed. It could be a great seed. But what could it become? The boy with the five loaves and two fish had a decent lunch for himself. He would have been full. Maybe he would have shared it with a friend, said, you want some? <laughs> Snap the fish in half, you know. A couple of baguettes. Two of them would have been satisfied in his hands. But when he gave it to the master, 5,000 men, not including women and children, had their fill. Amen. We have an opportunity to sow something so significant. Let's see what God does over the next decade. Let's see what God does 
over the next period. He's about to multiply some ridiculous seed. Amen. As we close this session, I really want to stir you one more time. See the need. Sow the seed. Weed and feed. And then watch what God does. Watch God just show forth His glory. Watch God just reach people that are going to thank you one day. I finish with this. It's been in my life ever since I became a Christian. I felt like I was standing before God and I was going, wow, thank you for using me in this area here. Thank you for using me in this area here, God. Thank you that I got the privilege of doing this sort of stuff there. And and I was talking about just the journey that God's led me on. And God's going, that's awesome. There's this massive smile on His face. He's going, oh, that's good, well done, good and faithful servant. This is my this image that I had way back in the day. And God's going, that's awesome. And he's kind of going, cheer, cheer, cheer. And then He goes, but watch this. And then He pulls back the curtain. And He says, but this is everything else I had for you. And I realise, the only thing that will stop me is me. There's no devil in hell can stop you. The only person that can stop you from being a part of what God wants to do is you. I don't want to get to heaven and He pulled back the curtain. I want to go, I gave everything. My life, my seed, my journey. I want to commit it all to you, God. Amen. Let's be that church. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that He loves you very much. So much that He died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.